Good news, good news, good news. Welcome to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marshall. We have so much good news to share with you today. Oh my goodness, how much good news do we have? We have stuff to give away, a couple of great conversations, a brand new movie to talk about that is one of the most uh, compelling faith-based films that I've ever seen, period. And remember, this is year 41 for me for being in the broadcast industry. Yes, I do get excited about movies, but this one is a gem. Also, some really good news about the sanctity of human life and our friends at Preborn. First, let me give you the good news with regards to the sanctity of human life and our friends at Preborn. In Nevada, we finally have a state that has a little bit of teeth when it comes to these ballot initiatives that keep showing up where the pro-abortion community is trying to get these constitutional, what they call it, the fundamental right to reproductive freedom type of uh, act on the ballot. Now, you realize it's been almost a year and a half since Roe versus Wade was overturned. The Dobbs versus Jackson case out of Mississippi, that would have made and did make. Uh, you know, it's crazy. The abortionist, this is how it shows you how gone the left is. And I mean this in all love and respect, because you may have some friends who are leftists or you know, center-left moderates or whatever who still think abortion is something that should be a fundamental right. It's part of women's health care, et cetera, et cetera. And I understand, because the left lies to women all the time about this, that if you don't have abortive care access, that somehow you're being denied all of your health care. I mean, trust me, look at the rhetoric and see how extreme it is. Now, in the same way, the fundamentalist side of the equation said if we overturn Roe versus Wade, that will eliminate abortion. And that's not true either. As we've seen what happened and what we said here on the Bottom Line Show for years, we had been on the air, Bottom Line Show, for almost 11 full years. Every year rolling around January 22nd, bemoaning the fact that Roe versus Wade was, the, was the, allegedly the law of the land. It was a Supreme Court decision. And legislation was passed in certain states based on the fact that there was a Supreme Court decision. No one challenged it on the federal level because, quite frankly, they had the Supreme Court case. I mean, when you get right down to it, the Obergefell decision with regard to same-sex quote-unquote marriage did not legalize same-sex quote-unquote marriage on the federal level. It was one decision that is then being used to interpret marriage law statewide and federally. The same thing happened with Roe. There is no federal law that says that abortion is a fundamental right, that it's a constitutional right. It's, it's not in the U.S. Constitution. It's not in the, in the legal system. For years, the left has been able to say, well, Roe versus Wade. And if you try to challenge any kind of law, you know, all these heartbeat bills and things like that that would show up on the state level, what happened? Well, Roe versus Wade. And then there was Planned Parenthood versus Casey in the 90s, and that was a challenge, and the, the court ruled incorrectly on that one, too. So the Dobbs versus Jackson law that the left can't stand actually cut off abortions at 15 weeks. It allowed for first trimester abortions, which are the majority of abortions in America. First trimester ostensibly ends somewhere between the 13th and 14th week in a typical 40-week pregnancy. There is no such thing as a medical trimester per se. It's just that it was kind of uh, the outgrowth of um, the abortion legislation. It wasn't even that. It was just a Supreme Court challenge. So when the Dobbs versus Jackson case you know, came in, two things happened. First of all, conservatives who were pro-life said, good, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Our work here is done. 
And secondly, leftists came in and said, oh my gosh, Roe versus Wade is overturned. We can't let this Dobbs versus Jackson law stand. Now they were telling you exactly what they thought. Leftists and progressives who say they care about a woman's right to abortion, a woman's right to choose, et cetera, et cetera. We're not satisfied with only being able to abort the child up to 15 weeks. In spite of the fact that the vast majority of abortions happen actually before 13 weeks. The late term abortion, as we discussed here a couple weeks ago, you get into the terminology, terminology and the semantics of it. Well, late term abortion, well, late term means later in the term, which means when the, the, the child's almost born and, and those abortions never happen. Well, late term abortion for most people means anything after 22 weeks. That's the final term, 22, 23, 24. But to leftists, that means right before the baby's born, like literally the moment right before. But the left went to work with their misinformation campaign. Boy, you want to talk about stopping the, 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 the disinformation, the misinformation, the fake news campaigns. The left is always quick to point out Donald Trump said the election was stolen and it was not. Okay, rigged, sure. It wasn't necessarily stolen per se, but it was rigged. Trump picked the wrong word. He picked the emotion. He played the wrong hand. He lost. Not saying that if they had gone through and proven all 320-something cases of voter irregularities on the state level and on the federal level, if all of those had been overturned, there's still no guarantee that the stuffing of the ballot box and the weird counting of mail-in ballots would not have still resulted in a Joe Biden victory. But the left gets super technical on you when you start bringing up that type of stuff. Well, he said steal and it wasn't stolen, therefore you're a liar. But when you apply that same logic to the other side of the equation, well, they got no time for this. They can run around and say, democracy's at risk, vote to codify abortion, and, 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 and their supporters will do it. Democracy was never at risk after Roe versus Wade was overturned. The left lied to you. In the same way they told you that 15 days to stop the spread, wear a mask and stop COVID and get a vaccine and you'll prevent COVID and you'll be bulletproof. I mean, all those things, they were all lies. And I say that now matter of factly because the empirical evidence is everywhere. But it's very interesting that the left will continue to throw all sorts of women's healthcare needs and then they'll throw that out there and say, that's all at risk, it's all at risk if you can't get an abortion. And how many voters fall for that nonsense? Ohio's at the latest state. California, Colorado, codified into Michigan. So that's why the good news to kick off today's program involves a district judge in Nevada, uh, James T. Russell. There was a ballot initiative that had been brought to the court that would have created a constitutional amendment that would have established, as I mentioned, the so-called fundamental right to abortion. But the judge rejected the ballot initiative simply because that he believed that the proposal was, quote unquote, misleading. Judge Russell concluded that the proposed amendment, quote, embraces a multitude of subjects that amount to log rolling and that, quote, there is no limiting language in the proposal to circumscribe, to circumscribe that right such that the section embraces a single and articulable subject. For instance, it is unclear how a vasectomy relates to infertility care or postpartum care. 
Likewise, it is unclear how postpartum care is related to abortions and birth control. Thus, it is improper to characterize these broad categories as, quote unquote, a single subject, because there's no explanation as to how these provisions are functionally related. The judge also uh, would, took issue with uh, subsection three of the petition which would bar the government from punishing any person on the basis of, quote, actual, potential, perceived, or alleged outcome of the pregnancy of the individual, including without limitation, miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion. Notice how the left does this all the time. Well, if you pass this ban on abortion, that means if a woman has a miscarriage, she's going to jail. I'm not a scientist. The closest thing I'll get to a scientist is I have a daughter with a PhD in biokinesiology. Okay. And my sister's a nurse. But even I know there's a big difference between a what would be called a natural uh, aborting of a pregnancy, which is what we call a miscarriage, where the child does not survive the pregnancy and the, body, uh, the mom's body says, uh, baby doesn't need to be here anymore. It's heartbreaking. It's uh, tender. It's, I mean, I didn't go through that in my own family of origin or procreation. But my extended family has several instances of that happening. It is, it's heartbreaking. When it happens because of what happens in nature, woman gets pregnant, she's two, three months along, and then all of a sudden the pregnancy ends because of reasons we don't fully understand, but God knows. That is a completely different story than willfully going into an abortion clinic and saying, kill this child. And the idea that this bill in Nevada would actually put miscarriage, stillbirth, and abortion all in the same category is just horrific. And so an organization called the Coalition for Parents and Children, PAC, filed the lawsuit to block the proposed state amendment, uh, constitutional amendment, and they're celebrating this. They're saying this is great. Now, Nevadans for Reproductive Rights, which had proposed this thing, said that they're going to appeal the ruling. We're not going to let one judge's misguided ruling deter us from giving Nevadans the opportunity to vote permanently to protect their reproductive rights. And I'm buying it. So thank you, Judge James T. Russell in Nevada, for some common sense with regard to the sanctity of human life and protecting the life of children. By the way, the special announcement I wanted to make with regard to that is our friends at Preborn had a doubling match that was going on through the month of November and we raised thousands of dollars. I am thrilled to announce. Now here's the good news. Today is December 1st. It's a new month and we have a new doubling match that goes all the way through Christmas Day. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. When you give a gift online or over the phone to preborn, that gift will be doubled. And I have a personal goal here. AM740 K-Bright is the flagship affiliate of the bottom line, so I want to save 740 babies from abortion. At $28 a baby, I'm putting out my calculator right now, and that comes to 740 times 28 equals, whoa, hang on a second. I had another number in there. 740 times 28 equals $20,720. My goal is to raise $21,000 before the 21st of December. And that's $21,000 in actual contributions from bottom line show listeners. So that knowing that if we did the $21,000, it would actually raise $42,000. Can you give a gift today? 
It's going to be doubled by our friends at Preborn. 833-850-BABY. $28 provides one ultrasound. 140 provides five. 280 provides 10. $15,000 provides one new ultrasound machine. They can do 250 ultrasounds a year for 10 years minimum. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or go online to kbrightradio.com and hit the preborn banner today. As we continue, it's Good News Friday, and we've got good news about one of America's favorite TV sports, America Ninjas, America's Ninja Warriors. Daniel Gill was the world champion in American Ninja Warriors a couple of years ago. He's also a very strong Christian, and he's written a book about his experience called Kingdom Ninja, a warrior's guide to physical, mental, and spiritual health. The link is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Daniel joins me coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, when I mention the term American Ninja Warrior, a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about. And trust me, it's one of the most fascinating uh, athletic competitions on television. But when you talk about someone who identifies himself as a kingdom ninja, then that is a different animal altogether. And joining me today here on The Bottom Line is a guy who walks in both of those worlds. Gil is an American Ninja Warrior champion. He's the author book called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health, which is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And he's joining us from his very coolly decorated American Ninja Warrior studio, if you're watching on myhopenow.com. Daniel Gill, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today. Awesome, Roger. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here and excited to share just kind of what God's been doing in my life through both the show and most recently this this new uh, book, you know, being an author and using my gifts and talents and abilities to uh, encourage and bless as many people as I can. Absolutely. Well, it's great that you did write this and write about your experience, because I know a lot of people are kind of curious about behind the scenes. For those who have never seen American Ninja Warrior, it's kind of like, I, I'm, I don't know how to quite to describe it. It's like this obstacle course. It's kind of like some of those crazy shows where they try to knock you off, uh, off your game with what you're doing. But you really have to be part gymnast, part weightlifter, part speed merchant. I mean, how did you get involved in American Ninja Warrior in the first place? Oh man! Uh, so yeah, it is. It is definitely an an all inclusive sport. I mean, you need speed, you need power, you need endurance, uh, you need adaptability more than any other sport that I've ever done. But I grew up as an athlete. Roger came from a big family. Uh, all homeschooled family of five kids. And uh, out of all of us, I was the unique uh, monkey boy kid. So I climbed (laughs) everything. The the whole world was my playground and, you know, uh, had like an overactive imagination and and never quite fit in in any one particular sport. You know, I do a season or two of baseball or basketball or roller hockey or soccer, uh, tennis, all of these different things. Uh, which helped me to become a really well-rounded athlete, but I never was the fastest or the strongest or the most talented. I just had a competitive drive and and parents that let me continue trying new things. But it wasn't until uh, high school that I got into kind of parkour and and free running and, and, you know, teaching myself, you know, tricks and flips and, and all kinds of things. And uh, it started watching the show Ninja Warrior. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Lord, that would be so cool to get to to climb on things, swing on things, jump and fly through the air. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. And at 19 years old, a friend of mine told me about a gym in Houston that trained people for it. And I was hooked from there. I said, OK, God, maybe I could use this for ministry and to fulfill a, a lifelong dream and, and goal that I feel like you've given me. 
Well, it's amazing to think that you've had the success that you've had. I mean, obviously, as the 2020 American Ninja Warrior Grand Champion, but it's worth noting, too, and I'm always impressed with the, the, the stamina and the length of career that an athlete has. In addition to being the Grand Champion, you were also a seven-time national finalist. I mean, th- th- this is not something that you had one really great season, one moment in the sun, then you moved on. God gave you almost a decade of this type of success. What was that journey like? Oh, my gosh. Uh, a, a lot of... A lot of working as hard as you can and then getting back up and moving forward when things don't go the way that you you want them to or the timeline doesn't match as 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 go as fast as you want it to. And so for me, walking with the Lord, I, I said, okay, God, if you're going to let me do this ninja thing, then I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to put kingdom across my chest to promote right. you know, Matthew 6.33, seeking first the kingdom of God above all else. God, you're mm-hmm. my priority, and everything else that I do in life is going to come from that, that foundation. So I started training. I started you know, working with the obstacles, coaching classes. I got really good really fast, but then, you know, gosh, any, any professional-level athlete will tell you that you will lose so many more times than you will ever win in your in your career and it's those pivotal moments that you really you know the rubber meets the road and you say okay god i might not have won this this particular round or competition but what can i learn how can i use this to to apply to my training and my focus and practices to help not make the same mistakes and so it seemed like every year I would go a little bit further and then I'd fall or fail or get disqualified. And I was like, well, Lord, that wasn't the plan. How does that honor you? Right. I learned, you know, different lessons about, you know, for us as believers, especially sometimes when we fall or fail, it gives us even more of an opportunity to get to, to showcase that it wasn't just, you know, honoring God on the good days, but we can continue to walk with him on the bad and showcase what it looks like to fall or fail or get back up and move forward. And so it has been such a journey. I mean, 10 years of my life now has been devoted to this, this OCR obstacle course racing sport of ninja. And it has been so wild and has so many ups and downs, but God was present the entirety of it all. Daniel Gill is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, 2020 Grand National Champion of American Ninja Warrior, that outstanding television program that many of our listeners are very, very familiar with. And if not, we'll put one of those episodes up at thebottomlineshow.com so you can take a look at it. His brand new book is called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And one of the things you write about in your book, Daniel, is the fact that, of course, all three of these components work together. Um, there is a special kind of training, of course, for the type of work that you do. But I, I love the fact that in addition to you know having a warm-up and having workouts and things like that, there's also a recovery part to your workout, too. I think a lot of people think you guys just go out there and go all out, and then you just fall over and have a pizza or something like that. Talk about how that physical training mirrors our spiritual training, you know, where we get bulked up in some areas and other times we have to kind of take a, a moment to kind of have those sailor moments in scripture if you will and relax and recover a little bit from what we've done yeah oh absolutely and for me i think especially the older that i get i just turned 30 years old and i was like okay i'm not as young as i used to be but the older that i get the more i i recognize and value rest and recovery so much so that now when i look at the bible and i i i read you know the words of jesus even you know old testament the commands of of you know um adhering to the sabbath mm-hmm. having a, a designated day or time where you just you rest you don't have to work you're not worried about the stressors or or you know making ends meet because honestly as believers we know that god is the one who provides all of those and so for me as an athlete 
you know, I, I train really hard. I've got a very extensive warm-up routine, but then afterwards I, I have a high value and priority on rest, making sure that my, my body and my muscles get the, the proteins that they need, the nutrients that they need, that they get the rest and relaxation that they need. Um, and I don't have to kill myself for the sake of thinking that it, it benefits me when really our bodies are created in such a way by the Lord that rest has a profound effect on our, our well-being overall. And on the same side of the, the flip side of the coin is spiritually, you know, we, we go through these difficult seasons or even these, these incredible seasons of, of, you know, God showing up, God showing off, you know, taking us from, from glory to glory, different seasons of life. But then also we tend to downplay the uh, the the calm, the tranquil moments, just the the daily devotional times that are so restful, so good for our souls and our spiritual walk with the Lord. We we think think that we have to be like in the mission field all day, every day. When and when really we can take moments to just rest, relax, just like you said, have those Selah moments of peace mm -hmm. with the Lord that really revitalize us and help prepare us for the next adventure that God wants to take us on spiritually. And so it's those two sides of the same coin are so necessary, both physically and spiritually for our overall well-being and health. Daniel Gill is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health, written by the 2020 Grand National Champion of American Ninja Warrior, the television program, and obstacle course racing. If you're not familiar with that term, Daniel is an expert. Now he's coaching people in this way as well. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, one of the things that you write about in the book, you talk about the in the mental health section, you talk about the importance of you know holistic health. We've talked about motivation, you know, what's the right mindset for this, but you also include a segment on giving back. And I'd love for you to kind of explain why that is so important. It doesn't, it seems almost counterintuitive. If you're pressing toward a goal, training to go through these obstacle courses and do this on television where millions of people are watching you, no pressure there. Um, but what is the, what, what's the, the giving back component? Why is that so important to maintaining a good attitude of mental health? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, to me, it goes right back to scripture where, where Jesus told his disciples freely, you have received freely give. And for me as an, as an athlete, and, and especially more than that, uh, as a, as a child of God, I am aware that the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God has, has given me granted, I've worked really, really hard to develop them, to actually put them to work and, and, and get to the end of my life and say, Lord, here's what you gave me. And here's what I was able to do with it. You know, first I discovered what those were. I, I sought out where, where you, you gifted me spiritually, gifted me physically, all these things. And then I did my part to try to co-labor, to work with you, to actually do my part, to let your, or bring your, your kingdom to, to earth as it is in heaven. And so for me, I've realized that every everything that makes me me, every blessing, every gift uh, is not just for me. It's not just about me, but mm. for the, the hurting world that I live in. So, you know, the, the, the better I can work with my own uh, gifts and talents and abilities, uh, it's not just for me or my betterment, but for my my family, my my friends, my loved ones, uh, my peers, coworkers, people that I am around get to partake of the, the blessing of me and those of us walking with the Lord with, you know, even just like the fruits of the spirit, love towards the unlovable joy in the midst of sorrow, peace um, in the midst of chaos, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. They can look at our lives 
when others need them and they can receive what we have. Uh, not that we've worked or earned it, but because we trust in the Lord who gives these gifts so freely. So when it comes to athletics, yes, I train hard as a professional athlete, but I also want to do my part to invest in the next generation, to, to coach young people, to be able to teach them the things that might have taken me five, 10 years of, of trial and error to then give to them so freely and have my ceiling be their um, floor. And it's mm. such an incredible you know, just way of living in any area of our life. We can, we can live this way. Well, Daniel Gill is my guest today here on the bottom line. He is the 2020 grand champion when it comes to America Ninja Warrior and uh, the great television program that uh, features that same name. He's the author of a book called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. We have not one, but two copies of this book we're giving away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Phones are ringing like crazy. Uh, Tamara was all excited when she found out Daniel Gill was going to be on the program because she and Javier love the show America Ninja Warrior. And uh, the American Ninja Warrior, it's kind of that obstacle course uh, type of thing. Uh, the 2020 American Ninja Warrior Grand Champion is Daniel Gill. He's my guest today here on the program. He's a great man of faith, and he's written a book about his experience. It's called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have not one but two copies of this book uh, that we're giving away today. Uh, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with Daniel Gill, American Ninja Warrior Grand Champion, coming up next as the bottom line continues. Daniel Gill, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Daniel, we've been talking about your athletic prowess. I mean, coming up in a homeschool family, and uh, and a lot of people might be surprised to hear that, the fact that you uh, grew up in this type of environment. They might think, oh, yeah, maybe it was a high school coach or you know somewhere along the club team You know, kind of helped you discover your athletic gifts. Um, but then there's a faith component, obviously, too. I mean, you give credit and glory to God for all the successes that you've had. Talk about how that was formed in you. I mean, is it something that has come along later in life or was it something that was part of your life as an early age? Yeah. Oh man. I, I grew up in a Christian environment, you know, Bachelor, my dad was raised Roman Catholic. My mother was raised Southern Baptist. Neither of them were in church or serving God when they, when they got married and started having 
almost half a dozen kids. But at <laughs> some point along the line, when I was a child, my parents said, hey, we can't do this on our own. We need the, the help of a body of believers. We need the help of the Lord God Almighty. And we're going to give uh, you know, ourselves to parenting in the way that we see in scripture and just to the best of our abilities to honor God. So I grew up in a church environment, gave my, my heart to the Lord at a young age, but it wasn't until my my high school years where the rubber really met the road and I took full ownership and responsibility of my walk with the Lord. I said, God, yeah, I believe I'm a Christian. If I die, I'm going to heaven. I said, but Lord, if I'm going to live the rest of my life on this planet um, for what I hope to be a very long, very, very fruitful life, then God, something's got to change. Uh, I don't want you. I don't want to just live off the faith of my pastors or my parents. Uh, but this is going to be my own walk. I'm going to go to church not because I, my parents want me to, but because I want to learn, grow, worship with other believers who've been saved, have pastors and leaders and mentors over my life to help me avoid the potholes that this world has in abundance right now. And so I had pastors and leaders and choir directors and sports coaches and my parents have a very hands-on approach Um uh, and very intentional approach to me and, and my siblings to say, hey, you are leaders. Hey, yeah, you, you've got issues and flaws and failures, but we will help you work through those. We're not going to pretend like you don't have them or pretend like, you know, everybody's perfect. We all have issues, but as long right. as we can commit those to the Lord, walk out a process of, you know, what the Bible calls sanctification, like those issues don't have to define us. We don't have to live by those, those bounds. And so I'm I'm truly grateful for the different pe- uh, pastors and people that I've had in my life over the years because I wouldn't be the man that I am today without men and women who took initiative into my life. You are a married guy. Uh, what was it like prior to being married, and how far in the ninja OCR journey were you before you and your wife met? Ha, oh, that's great. I I am so so grateful for my wife. We're actually expecting our firstborn child, so couple. Congratulations, you dad. <laughs> Thank Congratulations, you so much. awesome. Yeah. So we met, gosh, 10 years ago, before I was even doing Ninja, we just met at a mutual friends going away party, became inseparable, had so many great things in common, not to mention she was beautiful. So I was like, all right, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's see where this thing goes. Uh-huh. And um, after she shot me down about three times, which <laughs> I'm, I'm acting like I'm perfect and awesome. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she shot me down and said, you know, maybe, maybe later, maybe in the future. So after learning about the heart of the Lord in pursuit towards, you know, people that yes. he wants in their lives, uh, you know, she said, yes, we began dating for a couple of years with the intent of marriage, which is a very, you know, important indicator that I I, I want young people to realize, um, be intentional with everything, every relationship as well. So dated about two and a half or so years, got married. And now seven years later, um, she's been with me throughout my whole ninja journey. It's actually my my uh, manager. So she helps manage all, all bookings, all, all things and travels with me anytime I go coach and things. So we have a, an amazing life together and work with each other, which can be difficult in marriages, but we make mm-hmm. it work. And with God at the center of our, our lives and our marriage, uh, it is very easy to sacrificially love the one that God has given you to walk through life with. And I have that in my wife, Abby, and could not be more grateful. 
Well, congratulations to you and Abby on the impending arrival of the, you know, the pitter-patter of little feet and the great teamwork that God has called you to in this ninja journey, as you refer to it. Daniel Gill is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Brand new book is called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Daniel, there's someone listening to us right now who says, good for you, young man. I'm glad that you're an athlete. Glad that you're a national champion on American Ninja Warriors and a seven-time finalist as well. But I am looking at my own life right now and saying, okay, well, that season of life is not for me. I mean, I'm past that point of, you know, uh, hardcore competition, but I want to benefit from what you have learned, you know, in terms of these lessons, these ninja lessons, if you will. How does this ninja mindset apply to all of us, regardless of whether we're older or younger, male, female, you know, where we are and the continuum of life? uh, how, How do you think this can benefit us? Yeah. Oh man. And and as much as I think, you know, athletes in the sports of, of Ninja, the very rapidly growing sport of Ninja uh, can and will benefit from a book like this. I wrote it with the intent of just anyone, especially those of us as Christians, knowing that we are, you know, uh, physical, uh, mental, we're spiritual beings at, at our core. I wanted it to be a tool and a resource for anybody to pick up and, and, you know, learn these tools, learn these lessons, learn about, you know, not just being physical healthy, which doesn't mean going to the gym every day and killing yourself. It really means finding things that get you moving, whether that's going for an evening walk with your spouse or your children, or, you know, picking up a a, a recreational sport that you do a couple times a week, just taking ownership of the, the one and only bodies that God has given us on this planet and finding ways to better, um, feel to to better uh perform because again one body we use it for for our jobs we use it for you know raising our families uh, and and health and whole holistic health really uh includes feeling well having the strength not necessarily to to run a race or, or beat a course on on uh, you know professional ath- athletic challenge but really just the the physical ability to do the things that God has called you to do in the season of life that you might find yourself in. So if that's picking up your grandchildren or if that's playing with your kids outside, if that's just movement for the sake of what you have to do on a regular basis, I, I tried to make this book so functional and diverse for anyone who picks it up just to 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 you know have these nuggets of truth these ways that we can implement you know better sleep into our lives you know the diet the foods that we put into our body which literally fuels our bodies uh throughout the day and just be very intentional with all of these different aspects and elements that make up health and wellness including you know but not limited to physical mental and spiritual health so that anybody who picks up this book regardless of age and regardless of athletic endeavors can benefit from it so mm. it was a blessing right i'll bet i bet it sounds like it was uh, very therapeutic in some regards but also probably got you motivated again to say hey i, I, I want to keep doing this as long as god gives me uh breath and physical ability to do so Daniel Gill, the book is called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. The book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Any talk of maybe a senior circuit for uh, the American Ninja Warriors to let the older guys and gals who have been champions in the past go back out maybe in their 40s and say, yeah, I still got this? Oh, that would be awesome. That would Wouldn't be that awesome. be fun? <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. What is your What is your hope for your ministry now? I mean, you're in kind of in transitional mode. I mean, obviously realizing there are some physical limitations to what you can and can't do when you've been putting your body through this for so many years. Uh, what's on the horizon for you, Daniel, in addition to writing and coaching and things like that? Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks, Roger. It's, it's, it's so cool 
to live a life walking by faith and trusting the Lord that, yeah, the season of life that I'm in right now, the things that I'm doing, they're awesome. I'm going to do them to the best of my abilities for as long as the Lord will have me do them, but also knowing that there will be different seasons of life and I don't have to hold so tightly to what what's currently at the forefront, knowing that God is so good. He's got other things. And if, if, if I, if I live my life with open hands, He's got more on the horizon. So right now, I mean, my wife and I, we, we started a, a nonprofit, Kingdom Ninja or Daniel Gill Ministries. So I'm traveling more than ever before, doing a lot of speaking engagements, a lot of events, you know, speaking at, at churches and uh, schools and uh, ninja gyms, because there's almost 300 of those in the country right now. Really? Wow. And using, using my stories, using my platform, using every ounce of knowledge that, that God has given me the grace to, to learn and talk to young people and old alike about overcoming obstacles, whether physical, emotional, mental, spiritual obstacles, and, you know, uh, motivating them to, to take ownership of the life that they have to, to be strong, be courageous, to get back up when they will fall or fail. And so traveling and doing speaking is awesome. You know, maybe, maybe opening up a gym or a training facility myself in the near future, you know, obviously writing more books and curriculums and content using just the platform that God has given given me to to spread it out uh, across as many different platforms as possible to uh, make as much of an impact as possible because at the end of the day you know none of these monetarily uh, physical things are going to go with me so right. I want I want to spend my life and invest it in souls and pointing people towards Jesus in a daily relationship with him because I do Amen. believe it's back soon Amen. Amen. And boy, we see that happening in the culture all around us. What a great attitude. Daniel Gill, American Ninja Warrior Grand Champion in 2020, seven-time national finalist. Uh, he's the author of a brand new book called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. And it's up at thebottomlineshow.com. Daniel, thank you for sharing your testimony with us today. God's blessings to you and Abby and little one on the way. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Roger. Well, what a great conversation today here. Daniel Gill, American Ninja Warrior Grand Champion in 2020. Great man of faith. His book is called Kingdom Ninja, A Warrior's Guide to Physical, Mental, and Spiritual Health. The link is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have not one but two copies of this book we're giving away today here on this Good News Friday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break... It's kind of a special movie Friday here at the Bottom Line Show. If you've ever seen Neil McDonough, you know the guy. He's got this really glaring, intense uh, look about him. He's been in a lot of movies and television series. He is the star of a brand new faith-based film called The Shift about people who are experiencing the difference between heaven and hell and the spiritual realm of you know good versus evil and about a guy who gets lost in, outside of who his real personality is in Christ and is being tormented by the devil. Neil plays the latter part. It's one of the most interesting movies I've ever seen, and it opens today in theaters nationwide. Neil McDonough is a busy guy, but he's going to take a few moments to talk with us about this movie. Coming up on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You've been hurt in an accident, and you're wondering if you should call Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. You must. That's why insurance exists, to cover accidents. So you should use it. Stephanie worked in the insurance industry for over 20 years, and she knows their system, how to talk to adjusters, how they think, and how to get back from them all that you've lost. That could be wages, time, property, or anything else that the accident has taken from you. 
Every minute you wait hurts your chance to be made whole again. And Stephanie knows that the opposing insurance company is building a case against you, so time is a factor. Stephanie cares about the truth. She builds your case on a rock-solid foundation of honesty. She will give you a clear understanding of what to expect during the process, and Stephanie will ensure that the truth comes to light. If you or someone you know has been in an accident and you're not sure if you need an attorney, reach out to Stephanie Cover now at kbrightradio.com C-O-V-E-R. Roger Marsh here, along with a guy who is a very familiar face on network television, in the movies, very distinctive actor, very distinguished career. And he's part of a new faith-based film that is in theaters on Friday, December 1st. It's called The Shift, and I'm going to see if I can get him to help us understand what this movie's all about in 60 seconds or less. Neil McDonough is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Neil, it's an honor to have you on The Bottom Line Show. Welcome to the program. Roger, the honor is mine. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Neil plays the benefactor in the new movie called The Shift. Can you, I mean, there are so many different plot twists and turns. If you like sci-fi, if you like time jumping, if you all the different shifting that goes along in this film, and still they bring it in in under two hours. Can you give us just a general synopsis of what The Shift is about? Unbelievable. That's kind yeah. of, it, it, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't watch much of my stuff because I just, as an artist, I don't really like to... <laughs> lean on certain things so I keep everything kind of fresh. But for this, I I really needed to see it because I really, I really wanted to see it. So Ravey and I, right now we're set in our house today. We just finished it. And I'm just kind of floored at the production quality at the message, the way that Brock filmed it. Chris Palaha's terrific. Sean's terrific. Everyone's terrific. I'm, I just scared the heck out of my, I don't even recognize that guy. (laughs) Um, So, it's one of those films that makes you think. And mm-hmm. the great part of it is that it is brought to you by the great minds, the great hearts, and the incredible work of Angel Studios. Yeah. And yeah. What, what Angel has done in such a quick amount of time, look what happened with Sound of Freedom. Right. You, know, right. you don't make $250 million in the box office by luck. Mm-hmm. They understand what... You know, by starting it on their guild and having it voted upon, is it is it worthy of a guild viewing? Is it the right thing for the Angel family? And if it gets the right amount of votes, then everyone gets behind it. And you have people who might put in a few dollars or, or lots of money. It doesn't matter. You have a built-in audience that watches this baby from infancy to running on the football field. Mm-hmm. And right now, Shift is now about to start running, and it's all because of the amazing fans and the guild of angel studios most importantly from the minds of the Harmon brothers to be able to put mm-hmm. this all together and to give filmmakers like brock and filmmakers like Reve and i who are you know producers on this and we just finished homestead for angel and we have this other film called black spartans that we're doing and then my movie that i just wrote called last rodeo which will mm-hmm. which will be at an angel before you know it it's a home that a few years ago even a few months ago before the strike, I'm not sure it would have worked, but because they were putting out content that the whole family could watch and not just faith based content, but mm-hmm. faith friendly content that makes you think about life and, mm-hmm. and, and talk about some difficult issues at times and not just yeah. sweet movies, but actual great box office films that make you think, how can I make the world a better place? How can I be a better person? And those are the, the tenants that, that Angel lives by, but also the McDonough Company, what Rebe and I produce and write and put out there. It's, it's been a great marriage for us, and long may it run, but 
you know, Jordan Harmon, Neil, and everyone else over there, they are just incredible with their pursuit of sharing the wealth, being transparent about where the money goes, what's going on, everything. No other streamer does that at right. all, not even close. So they've taken a real Christian outlook on how we can support artists, how we can support our people who are voters in the guild, and how we can make the world a better place through entertainment. And the only place is really doing that is Angel. I'm sure others will start coming along. Mm-hmm. But the first one was Angel to kind of break the, you know, the, the studio or streaming services mold mm-hmm. and do it a whole different way that, that is really just beneficial for everyone. Neil McDonough is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He stars in the new movie called The Shift, which is the trailers up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's an amazing story about what happens when you you are looking for that truth. You're looking for that truth in yourself. You're trying to find out who you really are, and you realize that that who you really are is either in God's economy or in the enemy's economy, and which voice you're listening to, and the concept of the different worlds. I don't. I get kind of vertigo, you know, when that type of stuff happens when it comes yeah. to... I'm oh, not absolutely. the time traveler. I'm not that kind of movie watcher but this was such a compelling project and the fact that i i love the fact that you watched watched it with your wife and said when i saw the benefactor it it made me ill i mean just you 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 are so you're so good at that and yet we know that your heart is for you know the things of god talk about what that that moment i mean you've had a couple of aha moments in your career and not the least of which is when you were part of that all-star outfield and angels in the outfield with matthew mcconaughey yeah. and uh, yeah, i mean come on movie. Right. I mean, I mean and, that's the all-star team right there. It is. It is. I mean, you've got McConaughey. Tony McConaughey, got, McDonough. That's a good yeah, idea. <laughs> that's, that's where it is. But then with Tony Danza on the mound, you guys didn't stand a chance. But I mean, it was a good movie no, nonetheless. Um, it. But, it but mo- moving, yeah, moving on from there and then to the point where you, you've had your suits, Desperate Housewives. I mean, there, there, there have been the scoundrels scandal, as it were. And yet God brought you to a situation at that point in particular where you said, OK, this is this is where I draw the line. A lot of actors wind up kind of finding themselves faltering or whatever. It seems like the the, the scandal scandal for scandal for you really invigorated. Really was kind of a line in the sand where God said, "Now I'm going to take you places where you maybe never even thought you could go." Is that an accurate assessment? No, it's spot on. You know, and that's kind of what the shift is about, isn't it? When you really think about it. Yeah. You know, so so for me, you know, I had a great career up until 2009, whenever that happened for scandals 2010. Uh, 2010, 2011, what was that? 2011, 2010, whatever. Like that. Yeah. Um, and then it all got taken away from me really fast because I stood up for something Yeah. and, you know, losing everything, houses, money, cars, you know, it was, it was for two years. I couldn't work because everyone thought I was this religious zealot, but uh, Mm -hmm. in all honesty, it was because I didn't want to kiss another woman because I was just going to kiss one woman for the rest of my life. Amen. And people didn't understand that in Hollywood. They just couldn't get it. And uh, and it took some years after that to, you know, I've, I, like I've said before, there wasn't a bottle of Jameson that I didn't have my name on it during that time because I was just mm. so like, what the heck is going on? And right. as soon as I put that bottle down eight years ago, and as soon as I really listened to him, and I remember it was about five years ago. I was every year I, for New Year's, I jump into to a body of water and freeze. And mm. in Canada, it was easy. Um, and I and I asked, okay, what can I do this year to make it make it better? How can, how can I make the world a better place? And I heard him clear as day say, "Make entertainment for me." Mm. And and literally, I could I, I still feel like the heat going through my system because I was in that water and it was cold, but I felt like I was in a jacuzzi for a minute. 
that that moment on, I started writing differently. I started doing things differently, knowing that if I did it right, I could finally tell the stories that I always wanted to do, where I could be the hero in films, not right. just always the villain, because right. villains don't ever kiss kiss anybody. <laughs> and now over the last few years, producing and writing these films, The Warrant, The Warrant Part Two, um, The Shift, Black Spartans, which is coming out, um, Homestead, which we which we just finished for Angel, and now The Last Rodeo, a film that I wrote, that uh, finally I get to kiss a woman on screen, and that woman is going to be in flashbacks to my wife who passed away years ago. Just these quick flashbacks to my wife, who's actually going to be played by my wife, Revee. Nice, nice. And I'm going to I'm going to kiss her so long and so slowly. <laughs> it's going to be. I keep saying Casablanca's got nothing on us. This is going to there be you go. Kisses. So there you go. So um, you know. So you know. It, you you never know what God's plan is or His timing. Right. But patience is such an incredible gift that if you can find it. And then once you have that and have the confidence knowing that God has your back, mm-hmm. then you don't worry about what other people think. You don't worry about anything but doing the right thing. And when you're doing the right thing and writing the right words, people will, will just gravitate towards you. And now I have John Abnett directing The Last Rodeo, who wrote, who directed Fried Green Tomatoes, Up Close and Personal, and produced Risky Business. I mean, tons and tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a cast that I can't really tell who the cast is right now because I'm not allowed to say it yet, but... The cast is just, it's, it's humbling. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Roger, it's at the point in my life where I'm so humbled every day that people are taking Ravey and I so seriously as producers and filmmakers, and I get to do films that glorify him at the same time. Talk about difficult issues. Talk about have an edge to our films, for sure. But that's life. And I think if you just make sweet films, then you're not really talking about how can I make the world a better place? And through our films and TV shows that we're doing, we get to do just that. And how blessed am I to be able to have that now as, as my, my motivation for life. And it's, it's just wonderful. Neil McDonough is with me today here on The Bottom Line. He stars in the brand new faith-based or faith-friendly, I guess you would call it, film. It's an action-adventure, sci-fi, take your pick. I mean, there's so many different genres this movie covers. The movie's called The Shift. It's up, the trailer's up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's in theaters on Friday, December 1st. And trust me, you will not regret going to see this film. Mm -hmm. You've got all those links up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll take a quick break and come back with more with Neil McDonough, the benefactor in The Shift, coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Special update from our friends at Preborn, especially here in the final month of the year. Good news is that the double matching gift is in place every day through the end of the month. That's the good news. The bad news is if you wait too long, you won't be able to take advantage of it. Now, Preborn has been offering qualitative health care for women who are in pregnancy mode for many, many years. And one of the specialties of Preborn, of course, is providing free ultrasounds for any woman who asks for one. When a woman comes to a Preborn clinic, she gets a pregnancy test, she gets an ultrasound, she gets to see those first baby pictures of her preborn child, and then is given the information about the options available to her, either become a mother, release that child for adoption, or yes, in states like California, where it's still legal, abortion is on the table as well. But 85 times out of 100, a woman who goes to preborn and sees the ultrasound winds up keeping the child or releasing the child for adoption. Your tax-deductible donation to preborn right now is doubled through the end of the year. So call 833-850-BABY today, 833-850-2229. A $28 donation provides one appointment, 140 provides five, 280 provides 10, and all of those numbers are doubled now through the end of the year. 833-850-2229 or give a gift online at kbrightradio.com. 
Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Neil McDonough is my guest. You've got to check out the trailer for The Shift movie. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. Neil is the star. He plays the devil in this movie. But, I mean, you, you won't find a stronger man of Christian faith anywhere. Uh, the trailer for The Shift is up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's new from Angel Studios. These are the people who brought you Sound of Freedom this past summer. A couple months ago, it was the after-death story of people who had near-death experiences. They're really on a roll. And one thing I will point out, about um, Angel Studios is if you go to their website, where we, which we have linked up at thebottomlineshow.com, you can find out where this movie is showing and, of course, go see it. I encourage you to support uh, faith-based films. But also, they have a special pay-it-forward campaign. And if, for some reason, you find yourself in a situation where you can't necessarily uh, do that, you know, where you actually can't see the film, um, yeah, you don't... Tickets are hard to come by, you know, as far as money goes. They do have a pay it forward program where either you can bless somebody by buying a pair of tickets. We've done that before. did that for Sound of Freedom. Um, or if you need tickets, you can just ask for the tickets and they'll give them to you. So uh, they have a lot of people paying forward tickets. As a matter of fact, they did a thing over Black Friday where they were giving away uh, the opportunity, not giving away, but they were giving away the opportunity to buy the pay it forward tickets for as little as $5 a piece. So um, if you need tickets, kind of like need a ticket, take a ticket. But the thing about the shift that is so compelling for yours truly is the idea that you've got these characters who are dealing with their lives in two different dimensions. The first dimension is who they think they are. And the second dimension is who they really are. And you see our lead, um, Kevin, in the movie, who's uh, Kevin Garner, I believe is the, is the type, character's title. And he's dealing with some people who are kind of shady and he doesn't really know that they've made the shift into... Um, you know, the, kind of the good versus evil. Sean Astin is in it. You know, I mean, we're talking Sam from uh, from uh, Lord of the Rings. We're talking Mikey and Goonies are crying out loud. He's got such a nice, innocent face. You would not believe what happens to his character during the course of this movie. Um, it's a very redemptive movie, but it really brings the whole spiritual warfare issue to light in a whole new realm. Not that the angels and demons are the angels with white robes playing harps and the demons have red horns, but rather just to see how our mind can play tricks on us. But ultimately, God is faithful to us in every situation where we are walking in his path. The Shift is in theaters tonight, and I encourage you to go see it. More of my conversation with Neil McDonough on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Talking with Neil McDonough today here on The Bottom Line. He plays the benefactor in the brand new movie, The Shift, which is in theaters on Friday, December 1st. I highly recommend, I, if I had more thumbs, I would give them all up in this movie because it's just, it's just so compelling. Let's, can we talk about the cast for a moment? One of the things that I'm really enjoying seeing as a consumer in 40 years in broadcast world, when you see the faith-based movie, there's always maybe one or two you know, cast members that shows up and sometimes they're a little bit bigger than the project. If, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've seen that happen before the casting, the yep. casting here is so spot on and you're going from spot yourself, on. of course, Sean Astin is Sean Astin is going to surprise people because I mean, I was, mm -hmm. he lulled me in until he didn't. And all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I didn't see that one coming. You've got Jason Marston, no. you've got John Billingsley, you've got, uh, and then of course the trio of uh, chosen characters as well too, with Liz Tavish and yep. uh, Paris Patel. What was it like working with that crowd? Because this is new to them, obviously. I mean, they were nowhere really career-wise until all of a sudden The Chosen happened, and now they're rubbing shoulders with you guys. What was it like on the set for all of you guys to work together? It, it, it was this kind of, we all knew we were doing something kind of special and different. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's the Harmon brothers on set all the time and knowing what they stood for and knowing the importance of doing this film correctly. Because if, we, if, we, if it wasn't cast correctly, it right. wouldn't be that, this film that it is. You know, Palaha, you know, many people not, might not know Chris, but once you see Chris, you're like, oh, I've seen him. He's really good. But when you mm-hmm. see him in this, yeah, he's Jimmy Stewart. He's <laughs> he really he's just is. something, you know, it's a mix between Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. He's just so, he listens so well as an actor. Mm-hmm. And the scenes, he's, he's in the situation. And he plays the everyman really perfectly. And Sean Astin came, just wanted to crush this thing. And, and because it was, it was a different type of role for, for him altogether. Mm-hmm. And, you know, almost an Iago duplicitous type of role, which is just phenomenal for Sean. Yeah. Billingsley was unbelievable. He, that guy's just, he's just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everyone, and, and Brock's direction was terrific because, because we all knew that this was, you know, doing one for God and yes. that we all wanted to bring it and do our very, 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 very best. And I think, you know, the first scene that we shot was that nine page scene in the cafe mm, from cutting yeah. up the steak and talk, talk. Mm-hmm, that was right. the first shot we did of the whole movie. Oh, wow. And they were so nervous that this was going to be a mistake because, but they had to, to book this place that day and it's all they could do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me as, as a, as a, as an entertainer, it, it was the, the greatest thing that could happen because for me as, as a producer, as, and as an actor on this project, I wanted to show everyone right out of the gate, we're in this to win it. And I was right. so prepared and so ready to, to crank this thing up. And by doing so, Chris, right out of the gates, is like, oh, you're not here just for fun. You're here to really make a great film. Yeah. That everyone, the whole crew, everyone from top to bottom realized this is, this is Super Bowl. This is, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this is a different film. This is something that isn't just a faith-based film. This is a faith-friendly film that really talks about important issues. Yeah. Difficult, important issues. And I am so proud to be part of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous work, and it's it's challenging. And when I think of the, the the term we hear oftentimes in the church, exhortation, it really is an exhortation mm-hmm. to believers to to take your faith seriously. And for those who've been sitting on the fence too, the thing I really appreciated about the shift, Neil, is the fact that you as a team, as an ensemble, have put together something that's just, just sheer entertainment. If you're just watching it for that. If you are a fa- person of faith, you're going to look at this and say, wow, I, I mean, this is this is really going to help me up my game. But I didn't feel that you were alienating people who weren't of faith. You were rather welcoming them to the table and inviting them in the and conversation. That is, that is exactly it. And and the, the, the kind of the idea from the beginning was we're not preaching just to those who have been preached to mm-hmm. and understand the preaching. We're preaching to those who have not had the opportunity to be preached to and to understand and to make life a better place. So it wouldn't matter if you're Christian, Jewish, Muslim, agnostic, whatever. It's a really good film. And and that's what we want to do first and foremost. But it's also a film with a great message to everybody who watches it on how to be a better person. Hmm. And and that, to me, as a filmmaker, is our goal, especially, you know, with the McDonough Company, with, with what Rebe and I are doing. That's paramount for us to, yeah. to make sure that we're making projects that kind of, I don't want to say preach to everyone, but enlighten everyone as to life can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you believe, it can be a whole lot better. Yeah. yeah. 
place your faith in the right place and uh, watch what God does with it. Neil McDonough, what a, what a spectacular conversation about a great project. It's called the shift that's in theaters, December 1st. We've got a link for the trailer up at the bottom line show.com 60 seconds left. Help us remind us of the projects that you are working on with your company that we can see you in, in 2024. Well, we got the shift coming out. We have Black Spartans, which we're just in post right now. That's going to go through Angel, uh, 1960s football film. Martin Luther King comes to uh, Michigan State campus and talks to the head coach, me, and says, why don't you have any black players on your team? Mm -hmm. And then I go out and I get Bubba Smith and a bunch of other African-American players and what happens thereafter. It's a great film. Uh, And then the last rodeo, which I wrote, uh, that Ravey and I are producing, uh, John Abnett's directing, that's coming out. And Homestead, which I just completed for Angel Studios, post-apocalyptic TV series, that's just going to shake you up. It's just mm-hmm. terrific. And all of these you'll be able to see at the amazing, wonderful, fantastic home of Angel Studios. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed beyond belief. I think that's fantastic. Well, Neil, congratulations on this. But most importantly, about, about to spend uh, on, on December 1st, not only does the shift come out, but on December 1st, I get to celebrate my 20th anniversary with my beautiful bride, Rebecca. Oh, so that's fantastic. What a great anniversary present for the two of you. We'll enjoy yeah, and congratulations no, no from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. Neil McDonough, The Shift is in theaters December 1st. Check it out at uh, thebottomlineshow.com. Neil, thanks for your time. Appreciate your generosity. Thanks for being I, I, with us today. It is my honor, Roger. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a powerful conversation. What a great resource to this movie, The Shift. It's kind of an interesting plot. Uh, it's not easy. It doesn't just like roll right off the tongue trying to explain it to people. But uh, it's fascinating. And it's in theater starting today. And I highly recommend it. Two thumbs way up from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. We'll put the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com and encourage you to check it out. Um, it's going to be in theaters this weekend for sure. And hoping that it has a really long run. I mean, because that's what we like to see our faith-based movies do. So if you want to check out the uh, great new movie starring Neil McDonough playing, yeah, that guy. I hate even, I mean, Neil's such a nice man and such a good godly guy. I hate to even refer to the fact is that he has a, uh, uh, you know, he's playing the devil in this movie. But there's so much to think about in the shift with regard to the different things that you see and hear in life and the different roads that people take oftentimes thinking they're following after the voice of God, but instead it's almost like you're a time shifter and you shift into different realities as it were. And I think that was the thing that really took me with this movie, which is why I'm promoting it. We don't have tickets to give away. There's no paid sponsorship here. This is just me uh, liking the movie and wanting to share it with you because life is too short. I mean, if you have not experienced spiritual growth in the last year or the last couple of years, then my heart breaks. I mean, it really does for you. And I hope and pray that you'll experience this. I could say, speak from personal experience to say that the last 10 years of my life, well, really since I started doing, doing the show back on September 19th, 2011, um, the spiritual growth here that's happened in my world has just been remarkable. And the first five or six years of the show, it was good spiritual growth. Once the surgery happened, it went beyond my heart surgery. And these past couple of years, I mean, when I was watching this film and seeing Kevin's character, some moments he's kind of walking in step with God in other worlds, he gets other times he gets shifted back and he sees his girlfriend or his wife rather. And, and sometimes she's in a good spot. Sometimes he's not. And I, I will tell you that there comes a point of, of culmination where everybody gets to see everybody the way they really are. And it's a beautiful sight. 
like even when Neil said when he was watching uh, one uh, climactic scene and he was watching the thing, the, the scene in the theater and even he was up cheering because his character was getting his butt handed to him. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful sight. So the movie The Shift in theaters starting today. Let's give it a big opening push weekend. Okay, it's Good News Friday, and we're going to wrap up today's edition of Good News Friday on the other side of this break with a powerful story about the sanctity of human life and a couple of guys who are getting ready to graduate from college this year. And they have one of the most incredible journeys you'd ever seen. For college roommates who kind of just look like friends, they are lifelong buddies, and they literally are heartfelt good friends. I'll tell you why the Ministry of Preborn makes these types of dreams possible and why it's important for us to take that step to support these organizations. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Good news is that our friends at Preborn, well, we've given away stuff all day long. Uh, Daniel uh, Gill with the Ninja books and um, the great news about the movie The Shift. Um, our friends at Preborn, we ended a double match yesterday, and I came on the start of the program today and said, guess what? Good news, more match money. <laughs> we have that double match now is going to continue on through the end of this year. So when you call 833-850-BABY and make a donation to Preborn, I want to tell you the kind of impact it's going to have. Now, first and foremost, we should mention, of course, it costs $28 for a woman who is pregnant to go into a preborn clinic, get a pregnancy test confirming the pregnancy, and then get the ultrasound images. Okay. Um, 85% of the time, when a woman goes to a preborn clinic, she's told the truth about the situation. Here's how far along you are, here are images of your baby, and now here are your options. Congratulations, you're a mom. Or congratulations, you are you can carry this child to term, and there are dozens if not hundreds of families waiting to adopt your child and we'll help you get set up with the legal side because you have to go through a lawyer and adoption agency and all that stuff we'll help you get the medical treatment that you need this is like a two-year journey and by the way most of the women uh, who will carry wind up becoming surrogate parents if you will and they wind up getting a stipend as well and then the third option of course i mean we're not blind we, we we don't dishonor the law even though we don't like the law the law in california colorado is that abortion is illegal all the way up through uh labor and delivery and so of course uh, the the preborn clinic will explain to you that abortion is a legal option but they'll also tell you what are the potential dangers uh, of, of having an abortion 85 times out of 100 when a woman goes to a preborn clinic she sees the ultrasound, she hears her options, and then chooses door number one, which is I'm a mom, or door number two, which is I'm going to release this child for adoption after caring to term. 
What's even more incredible about the preborn story is the faith component. We don't talk about that enough. The women who go to the preborn clinic get the ultrasound for free, get the counseling for free, all that stuff happens for them for free. But the gospel is also preached. The sanctity of human life is upheld. And you'd be amazed to hear, it's like 10,000 women per year go to preborn clinics, wind up choosing to keep their child and coming to faith in Christ. So basically, you're saving a physical life as well as an eternal life. And that is so important when you hear that story. $28 per uh, pays for the cost of one ultrasound appointment. So if you give a gift of $28 right now, it'll be doubled to 56. That means two women will have the opportunity to see the ultrasound, find out about their baby, and then make the best decision possible for mother and child. If you donate $140 today, it's $280 because of the double matching gift. And we have a, a basically I put out the challenge at the start of the program. Kbright AM740 is our flagship affiliate. And so I'm using 740 as the number. My goal is for us here at the bottom line to finish 2023 with flying colors and to raise enough support to provide ultrasounds for 740 women. That comes to about $20,720 or so. Now, if, and of course, with a matching gift, that means it'll be 1,480 kids. I guess it will double that. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229-BABY. Or make a donation online at kbrightradio.com. Find the preborn banner there if it's easier. Go to my website, rogermarsh.com. There's a preborn banner there too. Click on to it. Now, remember this doubling gift also applies toward gifts that go toward uh, the purchase of an ultrasound. We've had a couple of donors recently, $500 here, $1,000 there. A couple from Spring Valley donated $5,000 against the old doubling match. That doubling match is in place. So if you feel led to give $1,000 and you want to earmark it toward a, uh, an ultrasound machine, please do, and the folks at Preborn will add another $1,000 to the till. If you feel led to give $7,500, know that that $7,500 will be doubled. That's 15000 That's one more ultrasound machine. I'm very proud of the fact that in 2022, uh, Preborn was able to place about 65 ultrasound machines in Preborn clinics all across the country, and six of them came from the Bottom Line Show. And as it stands right now, we currently sit at five or six. I haven't checked the uh, final tally as to how much money has been donated for that express purpose, but... I'll tell you what, you guys have been so generous. I think we can do the 740 kids and one more ultrasound machine between now and the end of the year. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229 or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Click on the preborn banner today and make your best tax deductible donation knowing that it will be doubled. And knowing that one of the child's lives that you might save might turn out to be either like Tate Lewis of Paris, Texas, or Seth Rippentrop of McKinney, Texas. Now, Tate and Seth are both 21 years of age. They are almost identical in terms of when their birthdays were. They currently attend the University of Texas at Dallas. But Tate and Seth have a very fascinating journey because of when their moms met. Tate is actually from Paris, Texas, and Seth is from McKinney. But 22-ish years ago, they're both 21 now, each of them was brought to the hospital. Moms were about six months along, and each of them were diagnosed. They did a six-month scan of the baby's body, which, again, remember, we're talking 2001 when this happened, 2002. 
I don't know where their birthdays are, so I'm just ballparking. A, a, preg- a, a prenatal scan was done when the boys were about six months along, and each of them were diagnosed with a congenital heart defect called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. That's a fancy way of saying the left side of the heart had not formed properly and the blood flow was not flowing properly through their bodies. Now, as long as they're connected to mom with the umbilical cord, everything's fine because mom's the one who's regulating the blood flow. But as soon as that baby's born and the cord is cut, the doctors gave the kids maybe five to 10 days max that they could live before they would either need a heart transplant or at least basic heart surgery. There's a three-step heart surgery process. One has to happen within 10 days, one has to happen within six months, and the third one has to happen within three years. Both Tate and Seth's mothers were patients with the same OBGYN at the same hospital, wound up at the same cardiac unit. Sherry Lewis was six months along in her pregnancy when, that's Tate's mom, when she got the news and it was devastating for her because her husband had just been diagnosed with brain cancer and was getting treatment for that. So Mrs. Lewis said the first thing, I mean, I'm six months along, the doctor told me I could go ahead and abort the pregnancy. But I told him, well, it's not really an option for us because we feel that God has given us this child. We are basically going to put our child in the father's hands and whatever the outcome is will be. We wanted to give our life a child, uh, give our child a chance for life. So basically, he would go and uh, he was delivered. Tate was born. They went ahead and did the three surgeries. The Norwood procedure at five days made him compatible with life, doctor said. After six months, they had something else called a Glenn procedure. And then finally, the Fontan procedure after three years. And after the first surgery, his chance of living increased to 40%. Meanwhile, Tate's father, Dwayne, was surviving brain cancer. And may I just say that he's now 23 years into remission. Meanwhile, Seth Rippentrop got the 20-week scan. Kimberly was told that this was going to be a problem. And she said, well, the gynecologist said uh, his life's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of hospitalizations, a lot of medications. It's not going to be normal. Well, here's the thing. By the time he was four weeks old... Uh, his heart had declined so rapidly, he was, they, just, they weren't even thinking about those surgeries. They basically said, you're going to need a heart transplant. And so they waited, and they prayed, and they waited, and they prayed. A week later, he started to improve a little bit. Two weeks later, he got up even better. By the time he was five months of age, they had another test done, and the doctor said, I don't know what you're doing, but not only does he not need surgery, he doesn't even need a heart transplant anymore. To which his mom responded, Kimberly said, well, I'll tell you exactly what we're doing. We've been praying and trusting God. And evidently that's all we needed. Uh, Seth wound up having the three procedures by the age of two and a half. He stayed on the transplant list until he was eight years old, but then they took him off because he's doing fine. And today, uh, Tate Lewis and Seth Rippentrop not only are doing fine, they're college roommates at the University of Texas at Dallas, and both will be graduating this spring. Let me give you one final caveat about why these boys' lives stress the importance of the sanctity of human life in the womb. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. December is the month we celebrate the birth of Christ, and when we think about the birth of Christ, it was technically an unplanned pregnancy, at least as far as Mary and Joseph were concerned, 
the angel Gabriel had other ideas, of course. And we know that the birth of Christ ushers in God's plan for salvation for you and for me. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. Why not during this Christmas season, give a gift in support of a ministry that celebrates the gift of life and the gift of eternal life as well. Preborn is the ministry that offers you the opportunity to have a free ultrasound performed on a pregnant mom. And all she has to do is come in, get that pregnancy test and have the ultrasound done and then find out what her options are, how far along she is. 85% of the time, a woman comes to a preborn clinic, she keeps her child or releases that child for adoption. The abortion clinics don't want you to know about the adoption option. And right now, your $28 donation to preborn is doubled thanks to a special matching grant that's in place round now through the end of the month. Call 833-850-BABY to make your best donation completely tax deductible and 100% of the money donated to preborn today goes to the ultrasounds. 833-850-2229, that spells B-A-B-Y, or give a gift online when you go to canebrightradio.com, click on the preborn banner and make your best tax deductible donation. Do it today. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marshall. We're wrapping things up with the powerful story of Tate Lewis of Paris, Texas, Seth Rippentrop of McKinney, Texas. Both of them are 21 years of age. Both of them were diagnosed with left heart, excuse me, hypoplastic left heart syndrome when they were in the womb. Both at uh, Seth's mom was uh, uh, 20 weeks along and Tate's mom was 23 weeks along when they had uh, scans in the womb. Each boy underwent uh, surgical procedures when they were little. Tate's surgery started when he was 10 weeks old. He had three of them, and he had a, a tough road. By the age of four, he also had had a stroke. Um, he had a, uh, an issue with a, a tube in his chest. And being very athletic, he really wanted to do something sporty. But uh, his family was, but he wasn't able to, or so they thought. Seth, on the other hand, tall kid. You would not know that he had any problem whatsoever physically. Uh, wound up having one of the surgeries, but by the time he was eight years old, they were just going to do a heart transplant. His heart had healed so perfectly that he doesn't need one. So both these guys have been friends since birth, literally kind of Jesus and John the Baptist friends from when they were in their mother's wombs. Tate graduates this spring with a degree in business administration. He plans to start a foundation for people with young, young people with congenital heart defects and to help them find work. Um, he's, got a, he's got a degree in business, but he also played for the University of Texas golf team. That's how his family was able to. His grandparents said, look, you can't play tackle football. You got this tube in your chest. How about golf? It's non-invasive. Grandpa taught him how to play golf, and he wound up lettering in golf at the University of Texas. Seth Rippentrop got a degree in astrophysics. Oh, poham, astrophysics. He's already been accepted to grad school for a master's program on a PhD track and eventually uh, hopes to teach college. These guys are best friends. They love the Lord. And you know what? Because of ultrasound technology 21, 22 years ago, their parents were given the heads up. Both of them got the same diagnosis and prognosis that a lot of women get. Oh, your child has a problem with his heart. We recommend you what? They're never going to have a good quality of life. Take a look at the picture from the Epic Times that Tamara puts up at thebottomlineshow.com. Look at these two young men and tell me if you did not know their medical history, you would have no idea they've been through what they've been through. And yet the totalitarian left wants to tell you if there's even the slightest chance there might be a problem with someone's life. Let's just rub it out. Brothers and sisters, here's the deal. What if Tate and Seth had only lived a couple of hours or a couple of days? Let me ask you, is your life any less valuable because you lived 10 minutes or 10 years or 100 years? 
the life that we live right now in this world is a vapor, scripture tells us, compared to eternity, either with the Lord or without him. And my hope and prayer for you this Advent season, as we get ready to kick off Advent this weekend, is that you, as you anticipate the birth of Christ and also as Christians anticipate the Lord's return, that you live in light of eternity. There are so many things that happen in the short term. You get cut off in traffic. You look at a war or rumors of wars. Somebody steals your job or takes money from your company. And it's frustrating in the moment. But look at eternity. Look at the testimony these two young men have, not only because they survived physically, but because their parents were people of prayer who just said, Lord, our sons are in your hands. Whatever you want to do, for as, as long as these boys live, we want their lives to be a testimony to you. And now they can actually even tell that story. That is good news, and that's the bottom line.